the fuck is in this match? If it's a war, you can say whatever you want. I thought I was a cult. I didn't know what was going on. The Fed did. I think New York did. One of your executive vice presidents loves that company. <laughs> it's the first ever finishing move that's exclusive to a promotion. It is Tuesday, October 29th, which means we are two days away from All Hallows' Eve. And two days away from a holiday as well. Crown Jewel, the biggest event of the year. <laughs> that will host the largest tag team turmoil in history to determine the best tag team in the world. You know what? I hate these Saudi shows, but I'm not going to lie. I'm genuinely curious. I'm For the next, let's see, though, I have eight years left on the deal. They're going to keep having to find match types that have the biggest one for the next eight years. So, What would you want to see? I would want to see the biggest Lumberjack match. Fuck you. That's what I was going to say. Well, there aren't too many options. Like You can't say the biggest Hell in a Cell match. I mean, well, I guess so you far, can. So far, they've Although had... Hell in a Cell in Saudi Arabia would be quite problematic. I wouldn't recommend. Or an Elimination Chamber. I would not have those two. Yeah, it's in that not, location. No, nah, let's not get into that. Well, it's not called Elimination Chamber in Germany, is it? No, it's called No Escape, which I'm not sure is any better. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure it's any better, but yeah. obviously they can't call it Elimination Chamber for reasons. Germany does not have the best history with uh, chambers. No. So, uh, yeah, so this show is going to be terrible. Halloween, yeah. So it was the weekend for Halloween, and you want to hear something funny. It'll lighten up the mood. I saw so many unintentional people dressed as the pain maker and darby allen <laughs> me too i was out at a bar last night and i'm like all these people are darby allen and they, and they don't no even know idea. they had no clue they have no idea yeah. oh, you fucking idiots there, your skateboard and your cracker barrel there there were so many unintentional darby allens it was i was just cracking up on instagram looking at what do you think the jericho guy goes for his halloween that's a great question which which maybe iteration? he goes as like him just his normal self what, what, what iteration of jericho uh, it's gotta be pain maker, right? Well, that's what he go. That's what he was. The last two times we saw him, he was pain maker. So that's just like a normal day of the week. I hate Halloween. What does Jericho go as his Halloween? He had Chris a Irvin? He had a Halloween party last year, and he was something wacky. Because I remember Batista was there, and Batista was something wacky too. Have you ever wrestled dressed as a wrestler for Halloween? Have I ever wrestled dressed as a wrestler for Halloween? Did you ever just dress as a wrestler for Halloween? I don't think so, actually. Actually, the one year, I, I did have a very bad Rey Mysterio costume. Because <laughs> it was, like, super last minute. And, like, remember... remember I've like, been The Undertaker twice in a row, so... Do you remember, like, the action figures used to, like, come with the mask? Yeah. I had one of those gimmicks, so I just threw the mask on, and I was Rey Mysterio. Good for you. Because so, I hate Halloween. Let me tell you why. Like, I just became comfortable enough in my own skin to be me. I don't want to be someone else. That's fair. No, that, that's, like... I wear some shit that, like, some people probably wouldn't wear. Uh, yeah. 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 And, like... You have clothes with monkeys on them. Yeah. The babe. Yeah, the bathing ape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It took me long enough to get comfortable enough in my own skin to just, like... That's how, like, people clown Cam Newton for wearing that fucking bonnet. I'm like, you know what? He has a self-confidence to wear that. Good for him. I look forward to seeing what guys like Cam Newton and Russell Westbrook wear every day. Like, but like, I hate Halloween because I'm just not comfortable dressing up as other things. I, I, Jersey, I weekend, so Jersey un- weekend at Bernie's? Yes. 
I w- I accidentally went as that guy last night. I saw the pic. I did see the. You sent us the picture. Yeah. Look at that fucking. Look at that sexy beast right there. If only this was a video podcast this week and everyone could see. Yeah. I, well, we're gonna get the GoPro. We're gonna be going. We gotta get yeah. a microphone too. But expose the gimmick there. <laughs> we gotta get a new microphone. Yeah, I know. Because it's not por- the one we're using currently is not portable to what we're gonna be using it on. It's very big and very bulky. So this is once again is the intro. So what are we gonna talk about today, Tony? We're going to get into some shit. Um, it's week four of the Wednesday Night War, and look at that, it rhymes. Um, we're going to get into NXT AEW, who we thought had the better show. You already warned me that you're going to give a verbal tongue lashing to the I'm all- not. No, it's not going to be bad. It's, not, it's, it's more constructive criticism, as me, an opinion as a fan. So we're going to Just all my opinion. We're going to talk about Xavier Woods' unfortunate injury, and I think you have a take on that, which I vehemently... Remember we had that debate? Stop it. Uh, vehemently disagree with. But we get, I don't know if you're serious or not when you said that take. It's not exactly serious. Okay. I didn't, I, I didn't, I'll explain it later. I never know show. you because, you, like I said, you have the tendency to exaggerate. Um, I do. I am a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, hmm, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk a little bit about WWE 2K20. I got the chance to pick up the game and play it a little bit. And I will give my opinion on if I agree with the rest of the internet that the game is completely worthless and not worth. Well, I paid 100 I I honestly forgot I pre-ordered it until $140 is missing from my bank account and the collector's edition showed up and, on my door. And then you were defeated and knocked down. Yeah. I'm fucking stuck in the Royal Rumble part of the career mode, which I'll get into when we, when we talk about... You can't beat Sin Cara? No, he never makes it to the ring, bud. <laughs> and then we will give our predictions for the most meaningless show of the year, WWE Crown Jewel. But this is an intriguing one because I, I'm curious to see what you think they're going to do with Brock and Kane and uh, how they're going to do Tyson and Braun, so, and, Seth and F- Seth and the Fiend. So there's some interesting, in what would normally be a meaningless Saudi show, there's some interesting Transitional. Trinkets. Yeah. There's some transitional things that can kind of see yeah, what happens so in the future. I'm, I'm interested to hear your take. Hopefully you're interested to hear my take. Yeah, kind of. But, <laughs> way to put me over there, pal. But we will get into all... So to kick off the news this week... I just want to kind of give my thoughts on WWE 2K20 because it's been the hot topic about how broken of a game it is. And Have you been experiencing glitches? Oh, yeah. Everywhere. Like, gameplay-wise, the game's fucked. But that being said, I have had a ton of fun playing it. And that's the thing. Like, I would classify myself not even, like, as a casual gamer. I'd probably step below a casual gamer. I li- myself at this point, too, as well. I literally buy three games every year. Madden, which is literally always broken, NBA 2K, which is literally always broken, and WWE 2K, which is literally always broken. So I'm used to paying $60 or more for games that are completely broken and trash. So that stuff doesn't bother me. Um, I think if you know me, you know I make a lot of wasteful purchases anyway. Oh, I know you. No, you don't even know me like that. Like I make some dumb purchases. I do too. I can't. I don't think you've seen like a lot of the dumb purchases I've made, but I've made some dumb purchases. Take my word for it. But anyway, um, I've had a ton of fun playing this game, specifically the career mode. Um, career mode is completely voice acted, much like last year's was, but this year's is much longer. You play as a male and a female, which is cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely it's definitely cool. But I feel like the reason I enjoy it so much is. That I feel like we wrote the career mode. Oh, I'm, it sounds fucking wacky. And I'm not gonna spoil everything, but Joe gets Joed. If you know what that means, you know what that means. 
if you listen to this podcast, you know what that means. Yeah. Um, Glenn makes an appearance and traps the female character in a ring of fire while the male character must take him down. Um, Nikki Cross crawls on the wall like a fucking spider. Um, All normal wrestling things. Your trainer calls you a Albert Asswipe, which really made me fucking laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like, your trainer? Bill Demott? Uh, Riley Flash. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you go to so your characters are complete dumbasses and nerds. Like you're bullied in school. They make wrestling fans look like the great like great people. You get bullied in school for liking wrestling. And then you drive all the way to Calgary to go train with the Hearts, but then when you get there, the person answers the door tells you the Hearts moved out years ago. <laughs> I'm see what I mean? Like we wrote this career mode. Like this is shit that we would find funny. That is hysterical. Oh, dude! Like I, when I, I told you, you should have picked it up over the weekend and just. Fucking... I'm going to because that is phenomenal. I have a lot of things to spend money on, though, so I might not. And <laughs> I hear that. And um, the what? hearts moved out years ago. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, so you go and train with Riley Flash, um, and then of course, Memphis. You face Jerry Lawler in a loser leaves town match. In which you defeat him, even with Ribby trying to interfere. And Ribby is a giant spare rib. rib. Yeah, he's a giant spare rib. Um, and then after the, after the match, Jerry Lawler's like, he comes up to you and he's like, good match. And you're like, hey, sorry, you have to lose town. And he goes, you know how many loser leaves town matches I've lost? I'm not going anywhere. We never signed anything. Which is true, though. How many <laughs> lost a ton of yeah. loser leaves town matches? It's just matches? like, we had to write this shit because it's like, it's so ridiculous. It and, does sound like something we would do. And, um,. The video you sent me yesterday, I've watched a hundred times. Oh, yeah. So, you're at the Royal Rumble, and you're backstage, and you think you drew number two, but your character's such a dumbass that, like, you don't unfold the piece of paper all the way, and, like, you realize you drew number 23, and you're like, oh, shit, I gotta go find Sin Cara and apologize, and they're like, why? And you're like, well, because I accidentally threw his trampoline, because I thought I drew number two, and then Sin Cara comes out to get in the Royal Rumble match and tries jumping on his trampoline, and he eats shit and is unable to compete. Who like, takes his spot? No one. I, they, I think they literally just threw it in there to make fun of Sin Cara for boxing all the time. Not the current Sin Cara. I know. That's what I mean. It's like not even that guy's fault. Current Sin Cara's a badass who beats up Simon Gosh in catering. you fucking goddamn right. Um, he, he threw a can at him or something, didn't he? Yeah, I think it was like a can of Coke. Um, but yeah, I'm currently fucking stuck in that Royal Rumble as we speak. I've... I played it like 12 times yesterday and I could not beat it. So I finally just took I'm assuming you have to win it. You do. But like, it's such bullshit because I, you'll just get clotheslined over the top rope and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> it's so frustrating. It sounds frustrating. It is. And like, you come in at number 23. So it's not even like you have to last that long. But. Any surprises? In the career mode or in the Royal Rumble? In the Royal Rumble. I know there's surprises. I was going to say, career the, the career mode is surprises all galore. <laughs> Um, I only made it's number 28. I don't even know the last two people are, but out of the, the rest, no. Um, but yeah, like, I'm having a lot of fun with it, but like, if you take it seriously, like, if you play like universe mode and you play online and like you're big into like the community creations, I know all that shit's broken and probably very frustrating. If you're just a casual gamer looking to have some fun, you know, I'd, I wouldn't pick it up for $60. I'd wait till it goes drops to like 40 because usually around Black Friday it goes on sale. So I'd, I'd wait till then. But definitely rec- rec- recommend picking it up just for the career mode. It's fun as hell. Well, that's a, a grousing also, endorsement. Also, Samoa Joe comes back with the Infinity Gauntlet and beats your ass. 
Because I mean, if he's going to beat your ass anyway. Because Isn't it also like 11 years later? Seven. Seven years. And he years. still has a Joe Hawk seven years later. And he is 70 years old now. Well, the funny part is like, because so this story mode starts in like 2013 and goes all the way to like 2030. Good Lord. Well, you don't play everything. And like you jump around the, because basically the career mode is in the perspective of your Hall of Fame speech. And as you bring up certain moments, you go back and, like, relive them. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So you're not playing every that's, year. Tell you what, that's fucking neat. No, it is. It's I really am enjoying the career mode. Yeah, it's, it sounds neat. So it's not like you play every year from 2013 all the way to 2030. But, yeah, it's like, I think it's like 2020 when Samoa Joe wins the Universal title. And at this time, Randy Orton is, our, is retired from entering competition and the Raw general manager. But I'm pretty sure Samoa Joe is older than Randy Orton, so it's like fucking hysterical. And like, how Samoa Joe is—I don't think Joe's forty yet. How Samoa Joe is still wrestling seven after a seven-year absence when Randy Orton has already retired. Would you be surprised if Joe was wrestling in seven years? No, I'd be more retired. I'd be more shocked if Randy Orton retired before Samoa Joe, though. That's fair. So the fact that Orton was retired and the general manager of Raw at this point was just fascinating. Um, he Joe is older than Randy. Yeah, I, I figured that. Randy's not young, but he started young. He's, like, he's 39, Joe's 40. Yeah, like Randy's been in WWE forever, but he started when he was like 22. Yeah. So he's, re- relatively speaking, not that old. He's old, in, he's old in, in years, not years, if that makes any sense. Yeah. He's I, old in experience, not in years. I guess, yeah. Which, I mean, 39 is not young. No, it's no spring chicken. But he's Randy's appears to be in pretty good shape. Yeah, Great shape, so when he moves to Wednesday night, so he'll be great. I can't wait to see him versus... I almost said uh, something bad. I can't wait to see him versus Cameron Grimes. Nah, he's not moving that Wednesday show, bud. Who's he going to go fucking face? Sammy Hagar? <laughs> well, if you watched his stream where he dropped the N-word, which is very problematic, um, he said he wants to work with Guevara. I can see that. I, he can make him. He also said he wants to work with Osprey, but he'd have to go to now, Pond to do that. Would you be okay with him freelancing for a year? Would I be okay with it? Yeah, but I don't think he'd do it. Just one year. Get, o- get the Okada match, get the Osprey match. I'd be okay with him doing whatever the fuck he wants. Whatever Randy Orton wants to do is fine with me. And then come back, get inducted to the Hall of Fame, and work in the PC. Like, realistically, I don't think Randy Orton's going to leave WWE. But, like, what's there left for him to do? You nothing, know what I mean? There's nothing he can do. His wins don't matter anymore. Like, he could, go to, he could go to AEW with the Revival and, like, be a game changer for that company. Or he'd go to New Japan, give us some matches with Okada and Osprey and Orton and G1 would be pretty badass. Yeah, it would be. But, like, I, like I said... Orton even, gets one match outside WWE. Who do you want with? Probably Osprey. Osprey? Yeah, I think, like, the Os cutter rko dynamic would be so fun to watch. And just how many... Like, Will Osprey could probably take a ridiculous RKO out of nowhere. I like, mean, I'm Born, just trying to, Born took an insane one and... Like, I'm just imagining, like... Is he he's wrestling under Evan Board again, Evan, as Evan Board Yeah, again? he's... I, funny you should mention that. We should mention that. He is uh, returning to Evolve, where he is working as not Matt Seidel, but Evan Bourne. And that's led to some speculation, obviously because of WWE's relationship with Evolve, that he'll be back in the Federation. Wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. 205 Live needs guys. Purple ropes forever, baby. Purple ropes forever. It won't die. I love it. It's 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 very much alive and well, and we won't hear it anywhere else, anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, what you said. Whatever I said. Yeah. Uh, did we still get there from talking about WWE 2K20? Yeah, because he's the GM in the career mode for You're some right. reason. And you call him Vipes and he gets pissed off. <laughs> like, we wrote, we wrote this thing. That like, is pretty funny. 
Um, that is hilariously funny. Yeah, there's some funny lines in there. The Albert Asswipe thing still has me cracking up. That, that is pretty funny. <laughs> but not the more a little more somber news. And then Ronda Rousey's your tag partner in Mix Max Challenge. I, would you would you want anybody else? Spoiler: She gets hurt and she's not the partner you finish with. Oh God, it's Natalia, isn't it? No, it's Brooklyn Von Braun. Is that the chick? It's, that is a not not your chick, but it's a chick. Brooklyn Von Braun. She's your she's your high school bully. <laughs> Somehow what? <laughs> Dude, the storyline is this this career mode is, is this Shayna Baszler. Actually, yeah, she's an MMA fighter. Phenomenal. Yeah, pretty much. Hysterical. Yeah. You get picked on. What does the girl get picked on? Oh, both, both do. So you're a nerd. You're a geek. Y'all, total geeks. You make a list, like you make a list in high school of all the things you want to do, and like that's how you be the career mode. You have to check everything off the list. Oh, that's okay. Yeah. So like, find out what's inside Undertaker's urn. Which you got to do some wild shit to find out what's inside Undertaker's urn. <laughs> I've told Leave you that for the surprise. I've, I've I've told you a that. little bit about what you got to do to find out what's inside Undertaker's urn, and it's. It's some shit. It's terrifying. You have to win a dance-off, but you lose your dance-off against Ribby, which sucks. But Ribby's a hell of a dancer. He is. What's his finish? Well, you don't actually wrestle him. But you can wrestle as him. In yeah, I didn't play. I, oh, okay. Literally, the only thing I've done in the game is career mode. I haven't done, like, a play-now match at all. Are you one of those nerds, like, you're putting on five-star matches? Dude, I just want to get this fucking career mode done. Because I was talking to somebody. I was talking to somebody. He's like, yeah, I usually try to put on a five-star match when I'm playing the game. Was it Leak? No. It was not. You uh, would, you funny. would know this person if you thought about it very much. You don't know him personally, but we've run into him in several places. I think I know what you're talking about. Where would we run into him at? In several places. Well, we saw him. He he was a little he was a little busy in New York. He was a little busy in New York. Doing something. And then I spoke to him at a different show we were at. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. to mention any names. Yeah, no, I got you. Now you know who it is. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got you. Um, <laughs> that's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I, I had no like nothing in the Rolodex to answer that. Well, nothing. I mean, well, I mean, in his defense, the higher quality match you put on, the more VC you get, and the more VC you get, the more like you can level your guy up. You know what I mean? So like. Theoretically, that makes sense, but, like, I have the game in, like, normal difficulty, so I could, like, just... He said it like he was Kevin Zolvin. I could beat people being a 67 overall, except I can't win this fucking goddamn Royal Rumble. It's Uh, infuriating. You have a worse chance than Zach Allen. And also, fucking Brooklyn Von Braun brought the Divas title back just because it was on my list. What a bitch. What a bitch. That's funny as shit. Yeah, dude, this this career mode's wild. It does sound like we wrote it. It, I swear, like, there are moments where you're like, like, the second Joe got Joe'd, I was like, this is, and then Braun's dad gets beat up. Like, this, you don't actually see it, unfortunately. I, be... Joe cuts, Joe cut a hell of a promo. He goes, I love slow pitch softball. And Braun is fuming. So that only means one man. That's the, that's the tank. It's the tank. He goes, who, yo, Joe. I... Joe knows all about the tank. Who I confirmed my dad, my father played against in the Nationals in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Nice follow-up from last week. Yes. Uh, I talked to my father about it, and my dad said he's never seen anything like this fucking guy. I watched a video of Braun Strowman making lobster rolls. I sent it in the group. I don't think I I watched it. Dude, it it was phenomenal. I can lose a lobster roll. I'm so hungry right now. It's not even funny. So am I, which is... I had one of some sabatinis earlier. All I had all day was I had some meatloaf. I had Chick-fil-A yesterday for the first time. For the first time? Oh, well, I had the new one for the first time. 
but kind of yeah for the first time because I've never had Chick Fil A from a Chick Fil A. That's wild. Because like uh, when the only time I ever got it was when I was in college. Yeah, and it was like an express. Mm. So it doesn't really count, does it? It does. I mean, it's the same food, just they don't have a full menu, obviously. Yeah. So I might go for breakfast tomorrow for Chick Fil A. Yeah. Heard their breakfast is fire. Breakfast is. I had I had Chick Fil A's breakfast in the Atlanta airport on my way home from New Orleans. Worth it. Yeah, it was good. Good. I don't know if I'd go all the way up there for it, but it's it's good. If you like biscuits and you like chicken, and you'll does, like... does it look like I don't like biscuits and chicken? I mean, you're not, dude. You look like you like carrots. I do like carrots. They're good for your vision. It's actually a lie. You know that? Like, yeah, I figured it was a lie. Why the fuck would carrots be good for your vision? It's a wives' tale. <laughs> you speak in wives' tales and limericks. No, I speak in anecdotes, wise tales, and clues. You know, clues was never no, a part of it. No, it wasn't a part of it. I can't think of it. It was limericks. It had, it, it was, was limericks. I, 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 it was not limericks. It was, whims- it was annex. <laughs> it was, I it forget was, the fucking line now. Me too. It was a great line, too. It was He's anecdotes. It's mission whimsical. It was anecdotes, uh, wives' tales, and folklore. It might have been folklore, but I don't think it was folklore. Yeah, yet. I don't speak a language, as these people know. I stutter occasionally. Yeah, you struggle with the English. Even when even when you're texting, you struggle with the English. Yeah, I just... It's, I have to fucking decipher what you're saying. It's like the Da Vinci Code. And you usually do, so... Yeah, like you said, great day ton done do Latavius Murray, and I interpret that as great day not to play Latavius Murray. I figured it out, but... I'm not used to the that, iPhone autocorrect yet. It, it, the iPhone autocorrect is a bitch. The iPhone autocorrect is a big cunt. It, it is. It's super big cunt. But on the more somber news, at a house show, where were they? They were across the pond, weren't they? Australia. Australia. Sydney. Ah, uh, the Windy City. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're talking about now. That's funny. I have no idea what you think I'm talking about. Well, that was a fucking Fashion Files thing. Oh, they, it they was. Kept, they You're kept right. getting all the city. The Foggy Apple was the London. The Foggy Apple was London, yeah. And since, since, like the Windy City, Sydney. Chicago was a Windy Apple. But, uh, so Xavier was... This is completely was, random, but do you remember the Money in the Bank promo where they're all fucking sitting on ladders? Which one? That's every Money in the Bank promo. The one with Jericho, Sammy. Oh, Zane. yeah, so and he's that like, one. He's like, I won the first... I won. Lower Teddy Long appeared out of nowhere for the first <laughs> day within 10 years. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I won I won the Money in the Bank ladder match. Sammy's like, no, you didn't. He's like, which one? He's like, the first one. He's like, the one in Apple. Apple. The big Apple. Appleton. Great promo. I butchered everything, but just watch you, it. You did, but... Well, because it's hard to play two people at the same time. You can't... I was trying to play Sammy Zayn and Chris Jericho. I mean, you just can't do that. You don't have the talent. No, I, you are not the pain. You have no spikes on your jacket. <laughs> I don't have any. This is actually a hooded shirt. Great. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> what? But, uh... Don't... Um... I, uh... Saw on more somber news, Xavier Woods tore his Achilles. Yeah, it sucks. It's unfortunate. It's like the one injury you don't want in sports. It's a tough one. And he's out... Probably a year if he ever wrestles again. Stop it. He's going to wrestle again. I hope he does, but like that's never a sure thing when you tear your Achilles. Edge came back from it better than ever. He did, but like I said, it's different for everybody. It is. No, it is. Like it, but one good thing about him, though, is he can do it all. Just the fact that you don't think he's ever going to wrestle again baffles me. I don't know I think he's going to wrestle again. I'm saying he's not a sure thing. It's not a sure I thing. Mean, the dude didn't, it's not. He, I know a torn Achilles is bad and you don't want it, but the dude didn't get his fucking leg amputated. No, I'm just, I'm just saying... Fucking honky tonk man still wrestles, and you're telling me Xavier Woods isn't. 
I hope he does. He's, he's what do you mean you hope he does? He's going to. Good. Okay. But the that's fuck? just a year away. Maybe. Year maybe, away. maybe we'll be back sooner. Eight months at least. Probably 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 six months minimum. But now like, more realistically, nine to a year. Unfortunately, like love Austin Creed. I follow up up down down. I watch all of his videos. <laughs> I do. I, I love I love all his videos. I, I don't think, believe you at all. I think he's an incredible person. But uh, <laughs> what has me so interested in this is what happens with the New Day now? I don't know. Because the New Day is nothing without Woods. I, right? I, I mean, I wouldn't say they're nothing without Woods, but they're not complete. No, I mean. I mean, Big E and Kofi are a hell of a talent. It's the but three of them. not complete. No. It's, but, so do you think they turn one of them quickly? I don't know. Like, as in Friday? No. No? How about that bullshit? They got to fucking wrestle in Saudi Arabia on Thursday. And, and then they got to fucking go back to Buffalo and wrestle on SmackDown on Friday. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's after a pay-per-view, so Brock will probably have to be there. But, like, the thing I don't get is you have a massive roster. Why not just use the people you aren't using in Saudi Arabia on SmackDown on Friday? You fucking do an all-women show. Do something. Like, they got to get on a plane from Jeddah to Buffalo. That's a long-ass flight, and then they got to wrestle. Yeah, it's not like ideal. Roman, they already announced Roman Reigns and King Corbin's the main event. It's not ideal. That's batshit. It's complete. Have, like, an NXT showcase on Fox. You really want to promote this goddamn war. Yeah. I'm sure the people in Buffalo wouldn't be disappointed if they saw Adam Cole and Finn Balor. You're right. You're absolutely right. I don't know. I just... That's... My grandfather would love it. Oh, we, do we have to talk about Finn Balor, buddy? Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there in the, in the next segment. But do you, have, do you, do you know have, have anything else to say about Do I know have? I, like I said, I can't talk. You know this. I mean, you've been doing. Although I do have, you've been to, doing this for over a year. Like I, I just think by osmosis you get better. I've been talking for more than just a year, and it hasn't gotten better. <laughs> well, yeah, but this is like you know you make some money off this. It's yeah, that's, I, I know, I know. It's just I'm trying to be professional as possible. Shane, Shane McMahon, do the fucking. I'm trying to be professional as possible. Like I'm sorry about my speech impediment. I still talk better than Sammy Hagar. Why do you call him Sammy Hagar? Because I refuse to say his fucking name. That's why. You're a coward and a stooge. I am. I'm a stooge, not a coward. Fuck J.K. I'll fight him. Well, I'll take your ass to Dick Kick City, bud. Yeah. Hey, bud, win your fights. Don't bring your fucking faction to a goddamn fight and and lose. I love when I hit a. Uh, I love when I hit Mirror Leak or Mel with the hey with the listen, bud. They get so confused. That's a strictly uh, NEPA. That's any PA thing. Hey, pal. Hey, bud. Listen, bud. But. So, I mean, anything else you want to talk about in the news? Let's talk about some fucking AEW and NXT, bud. All right, next segment. Oh, I didn't know. We didn't know we were breaking it up. We are breaking it up. All right, bet. So the quote-unquote Wednesday night war rages on. We are in the fourth week of almost a WCW, Jesus, (laughs) of AEW and NXT going head-to-head. So uh, let's start with AEW. What did you enjoy? What did you not enjoy? I, you know what? They have not put on a bad show yet. Uh, I thought last week's episode was the worst of the four of them. But it's kind of, it's, AEW is one of those things because it's so, I'm not going to say different. It's different. It does not hold one specific storyline. You know what I mean? Not storyline. It's because that's a company term. It doesn't hold one theme. You know what I'm saying? It's, there's several different things on the show. Which is their point. 
I guess. Yeah, I kind of feel like that's what they're going. Yeah, for. but so you it's, you kind of have to look at it segment by segment, and I didn't love the private party in Lucha Brothers match. I enjoy everybody in it, but it was just it was too rehearsed for me. It didn't look natural. Like, guys were looking at each other for spots, and it just didn't look right to me. And that's just my personal opinion. If you can look over that, that's perfectly fine with me. I'm not going to yell at you. But I didn't love it. I thought, surprisingly, the Dark Order, who I still don't know how to feel about, and SCU had a phenomenal match. thought that match was great. Uh, Janela and Omega was better than I expected. And what was the main event? The main event was Moxley and Pack. Moxley and Pack. That well, they fucking botched it, but they botched the ending. But that was fine. You had two guys, two guys that are that talented. Are you talking about there. timing issue? Because I don't think that was a botch. You know, because they replayed it on Friday with that in it. Because SmackDown was on FS1. I don't. Think that's it was, fair. I don't think it was a botch at all. That's fair. That's 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 a, that's a nice theory. I don't think. I think that's. I don't think it's a theory. But I think that's just the, the ending was weird. But that was that was. What do, you, fine. what do you think about the time limit draw? Because a lot of people seem to have a problem accepting a time limit draw in twenty nineteen. It doesn't bother me. No, it's fine. But like, if I you're do say have, one thing: they got They just can't let everybody win all the time. Because I think if if they're going to go with this wins and losses matter thing, in a year they're going to run into problems. Well, I think they've done a good job. Kind it's of been balancing four weeks. It. It's been four weeks. Yeah. Well, but I it's just been think, longer though. They've I had more than, gonna have, they've had more than four shows, bud. I think I think you are, they're gonna run into some serious problems in a year with too many people being too similar records. That's that's very possible. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, yeah. I just I just don't see it and going any other that's way. That's a that. that's a valid concern, but I don't think you could knock what they've done so far. No, I'm not. I'm just saying I think in a year they're gonna have some problems. Even they I feel like they've protected people very well in their losses. Like Pac's only loss is because John Moxie said, Fuck this, I don't want to team with you anymore and he fucking dropped him with a DDT and left him. But yeah, is that gonna come into it though? Is yeah. quali- is the BCS is quality of That's, loss gonna come in or if, if you believe Tony Khan, then yes. Okay, that makes sense then because like I said, if it's just straight sports, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? That's literally Cody compared it to the BCS. He's like, a win over a lower card guy won't hold as much weight. As a win over a main event guy. And I, and I hope they do figure it out. But like I said, I can see them running into a problem for a year. But anything, and the absolute best segment on the show, and I'm going to say this preemptively, everybody wants more wrestling, more wrestling, more wrestling. The two greatest things about Wednesday night, we're not wrestling. Does that make any sense? I see what you're going for, but at least... Uh, I don't know how to say it. Like, you're right, but... If if we just had a show full of that, people would not be happy. No, okay, you're right. It's That's all fair. it's all about balance. You gotta find your balance. But do you think AEW is putting on two similar matches? In what sense? In the sense that they're all twenty minutes. They're all too fucking long. I do think I yeah. Uh, as well, as as I'll get into when I talk about what I didn't like in the show, I'll get into that. They're a little bit. all very very similar. I'm kind of saving my thoughts for when it's my turn to go. Uh, that's my preliminary. Argue, that's my preliminary argument. That's my state thesis for this week. I thought it was a good show, but they got to tighten some things up and change one or two things to really get it flowing. You know right. what I'm saying? So, so how do you want to do this? You want me to talk about AEW now yes. or do you want to go no. to NXT? Okay. You talk about AEW right now. So while I understand your concerns or problems you had with the opening tag match, I love how they went right. They started yes. the show right with the that action. Was fine. They, got right, they got right to the ring. They got right to the ring quickly. 
And they, it was fucking on from there. And I got to say, one thing I did not say was Mark Quinn is one of the most impressive athletes I've ever seen step in wrestling. Because here's here's what I do. I I started doing this probably like the week before the Philly show, so it'd be their <coughs> be their second show. What I do is I watch both shows live, but I also record both shows because I, as well. I want to see what's going to catch my attention. Like I want AEW to take my attention off NXT. Now, granted, I'm going to go back later and watch NXT like by itself, give it its full attention. But I, I want to see what show, and also I had the Sixers and Celtics on, so I had three screens I all was, competing. I, I also had three screens all going. competing for my attention. And I'll tell you what, when Dynamite started and all four guys are already in the ring and they just rang the bell and started the match, I was like, "Oh shit, I got to look at AEW." So I really like the way they did that. And well, they lost. They lost the uh, the main for me though. Oh yeah, no, I agree. We'll get, I'll get there when we talk about NXT. But while I, I've just come to the point where like I accept wrestling for what it is. So I really didn't have a problem with people waiting around for spots. Yeah, you know it kind of does. It can take no, you out I of the match. I know. I I understand that point. But even most times, it's not as apparent as it was in that match. It just seemed rehearsed to me. It seemed very very rehearsed. Not that all. Not that all rap matches aren't rehearsed at this point in time. Just that one seemed like it was step by step. They were looking to each other to see what to do. There, there was too much cooperation between teams. I just didn't, didn't click with me. That the next one was very much better. Um, I also like the Dark Order match because I really love what they were doing with um, Scorpio Sky. I know last week before we went on air, we were talking about like what the hell is the point of this Daniel's injury angle, and I literally told you it's to make a star of Scorpio Sky, and that's what they're doing because I think like. If you're a disenfranchised wrestling fan or a lapsed fan, as they're called, um, odds are you've heard of Christopher Daniels. You've heard of Frankie Kazarian. But Scorpio Sky is kind of like the unknown guy. He's just, you know, he's only been on the scene like the last five or six or so years. Yeah, I mean, they're in their 40s. I think so, he's only like 27 or 28. So if you're, if you're a real, if you're a disenfranchised wrestling fan that used to watch TNA, it used, you used to watch old school Ring of Honor, you're familiar with Kazarian and Sky. I mean, Kazarian and Daniels, but you're not familiar with Scorpio Sky. So the Lucha Brothers taking out Daniels and forcing Scorpio Sky into this role, a lot of people are getting to see what this guy could do on a mainstream level for the first time, and I think they're doing a very good job with that. I think this match helped with that a lot. Say what you want about the Dark Order not being over, but when the bell rings, they're, they could they could go, and they did, they did a good job getting the heat on SCU, and when SCU... Got the hot tag. They sold their ass off for them. Um, uh, so, yeah, I liked both tag matches. I, I tend to agree with you that the, the Dark Although, Order... Although, I was not interested in the Dark Order. I was interested, but like I wasn't. they didn't wow me until this match. They work really well together in this match. See, like, I'm, I still don't really... like. I knew they could work. So this didn't like... You well, know yeah, well, they disappeared for like five years, didn't they? Well, they weren't allowed to wrestle in the U.S. for reasons. What reasons? Passport. Oh, like actual reasons. Yeah, like yeah. actual reasons. No, not like storyline reasons. Okay. Like actual... They, well, yeah, they're Canadian, aren't they? Yeah, they're, them? they're Canadian. So they, they weren't able to wrestle in the U.S. for a while, so that's kind of like... The, from what I was watching a little bit in Ring of Honor, uh, where they were, I believe, right? They did some stuff in Ring of Honor, yeah. That's where I saw them in like 2012-ish, that sound, does that sound right? Right, yeah, probably. And uh, I remember them... Not even not wowing me then, but they were over as fuck. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just... 
they're a very I don't want to say indie act, but like niche. Yeah, they're a niche. They're a niche act. Yeah, some people are gonna love them, but will they get over to a mass audience? I don't know. Um, I guess that's what we'll find out. So far, they haven't. I think the only people that have flopped harder than them would be the librarians. But I think the librarians is an ironic gimmick that's almost supposed to flop. Um, well, yeah. Well, if we don't watch BTE, but if you do watch BTE, the uh, the Jacksons always talk about nixing the librarian gimmick, how terrible it is, and Blue Pants and Peter Avalon and how much they love it. It's basically like a knock on WWE creative. That's yeah. basically what it is. Speaking of, is. speaking of WWE Creative, both of us have shit on them mentioning WWE multiple times, but I loved it this week because it made sense. Um, Inner Circle, Jericho, Guevara, and LAX were all in the luxury box, and Cody's like, look, if this is WWE, I wouldn't be able to touch you because there's an invisible wall, but this isn't WWE, so I'm going to come up there and kick your ass. And that's exactly what he did. And, like, he's so right, like... I've seen so many times, like, there'd just be heels in the luxury boxes, and the baby faces would just be looking at them like, oh, I wish I could get my hands on you. I'm like, well, what's stopping you? You're right, and there was no invisible Yeah, wall. like AEW, it's like, I'm gonna come up there and kick your ass, and you went up there and kicked their ass. I thought it was great. I didn't mention that. That was fucking great. Yeah. That was good shit. Jericho was being Jericho. If I'm gonna nitpick on that, why did the, why did the inner circle of tickets, they work there? I, I saw someone on Twitter say it, to give them the protections, like, like, you can't hit a fan to give them that protection. So, okay, I could buy that. But then if they're just there as fans, why the fuck do they have microphones? Like, if I go to a show, are you going to give me a live mic? That's just one of those things it's, in wrestling. No, it's it's Like, nitpicking. that's one of those things in wrestling you just have to accept. Yeah, it's, it is. It's, you just kind of got to accept it. Um, but, yeah, I really love that whole segment. Uh I loved I loved that MJF he took MJF's scarf and their use of sugar glass has been great. They used it with a table week one and now they used it with the with the like door this week and I really like the their use of sugar glass. I just thought the whole wrapping and the scarf thing was great. It was. It was a nice little deal. But they couldn't find anybody else to fucking bring out there than Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page got a bigger pop in that building than he did uh wrestling Goldberg in I don't the dome know. at ni- nineteen ninety seven. I don't know about that. And I don't think that was in the dome, but because Goldberg wrestled Hogan in the dome, but whatever. Point, point, point. Point irrelevant. taken. Yeah, point irrelevant. Um. So what I didn't like, and this isn't a knock on on uh, Jamie Hayter, I think her name was the girl that wrestled Britt Baker. That was such a weird segment. Oh, there's something else I very much didn't like. I'm gonna get there too because I think I know where you're going with this. Because it was one of the weirdest, most awkward wrestling segments I've ever seen. Jamie Hayter honestly was probably one of the best women I've seen in their division so far. But they give Britt Baker this grand entrance. She comes out with the Steelers mascot. It's her hometown. She's super over. And then she has a competitive match with someone that's never even been on TV before. Like, they couldn't just find someone for her to beat in five minutes. And I get, like, I know Cody's like, oh, we don't want to do squash matches. Well, this goes, this goes back to what I... Even though they did I, one last week. This goes back to what I said. All Too many of their matches are too fucking long. But at the same time, I also get it. Because we were just talking about how Britt's never going to get better if she doesn't have long matches. So I also, you know, see what they're no, trying this, to... No, this one specifically didn't bother me. I'm talking about the company as a whole. Well, this one did bother me because, like... She has a great finish, though, Britt does. Oh, yeah, the, the Lockjaw. The rings, na- of, the rings of Saturn, Mandible Claw gimmick there. The Lockjaw, what a great name. Mm, I mean, she's a dentist. Did you know she's a fucking dentist? Yeah, I'm, I was aware. Um, does she do the dental work for the, for the company? 
I was talking to Des about that, and like she has to, right? Like that's a package deal. Right. Yeah. She just brings a whole chair and. Especially if you're trying to give all your guys insurance, like you're saying you're trying to, like her that's a fucking tools, her little tools. It's a it's a great deal. It's there. a gimmick. Yeah, it's a gimmick, not a gimmick. Also, the grease from Penn State and Pitt. That's it's impressive. Yeah, Pitt Dental's Pitt Dental's no fucking joke. Yeah, I think they might be the number one ranked dental school in the country. Well, good for her then. Yeah, but like I said, I wish they would have either put her against, like, if they wanted her to have a long, you know, fifteen minute match, put her against someone established. Like, I don't know, like, B. Priestley or something. Like, just so, like... Because, like I said, no knock to Jamie Hayter. I thought she actually was very good. She's better than Jake Hager. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I thought she was actually very good, but, like, Britt Baker not being able to put her away when, like, we, we never see... We've never seen her. We we know nothing about her. She's just... She just showed up, and she's Jamie Hayter. It kind of, like, weakened Britt Baker to me a little bit. But she looked good. That might be another nitpick. And then the Brandy segment backstage, it was just bizarre. I don't even know what happened. I watched it again slight, shortly before the time you got here, and it was – I'm still very unsure She just what had happened. wacky facial and pointed. She's like Sting. She's like Crow Sting. Except, she said get away from me or something, didn't it, she? Yeah, she – yeah. I don't, I don't know. That Whatever. was just bizarre. Um, Main event, I like the main event. I love the time limit draw because if you're going to establish that you have time limits, you have to have a time limit draw every once in a while. Um, plus, you don't want to beat either one of those guys right now. Uh, of course, Pac's going to be resuming his feud with Hangman Page, as he found out in the post-match. And, of course, Moxley's doing his thing with Omega. So you really don't want either of those guys taking the L. So I thought it was a smart do a TV TV time on a draw. I guess that's fair. And it was a good match. Like I, if it was if they had a shitty match and then it was a like draw, I could understand being mad. But they Park had doesn't have many shitty matches. They had a good match and then they ran out of TV time, and that's why that's another reason why I think that the Omega and Hangman post match shit was on purpose because it was literally a TV time limit draw. They were out of TV time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't think it was a botch because they were out of TV time. I thought it was actually kind of genius if it was on purpose yeah it is oh do gotta say moxie's gotta change the name of his fucking finisher the paradigm shift the paradigm shift i just don't want to hear those words together anymore it's and it's also a weird deal how it's the death rider in new japan but it's the paradigm shift in AEW because you know reasons um but i thought it was a good show i will say this week is the first week where i actually had to think like really hard about which show i was gonna crown the better show but we'll get back to that. We'll circle back to that at the end. But now let's get into NXT. What did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, weirdly didn't like Riddle versus Grimes. Really? That was a Is fine it, match. Was it, I, was it the booking or was it the match itself? The match itself was fine. I just don't yeah, understand why you're putting Grimes in that position. In that, in that I moment. thought Matt Riddle versus Cameron Grimes was the best match on either show. Oh, that's not true. It is. I but, the triple threat was good, but it, this this was better. I think you have, I think you need to go back and rewatch this. I will. I, I'll watch it tonight. But I I enjoyed it. But I just Cameron Grimes getting his hat punched off off of him after the match was hysterical. I think Grimes gained more in a loss. No, he looked to like Matt a million Riddle bucks. He really than did. He would have beating Boa again. That's fair. But uh, what did I didn't didn't like about? You're it? the fucking guy that says you don't like streaks. I don't understand what you didn't like about this. You're right. I do you're, not like streaks. You're you're being. This is the antithesis of everything you say you are, and. Are you really surprised? No, I just feel like like I don't know. I'm just trying to 
get out what you didn't like about it. And I'm not saying you're wrong no, for not liking no, it. No, I just it was it was fine. I just it was just weird to me. Uh, but I'm wrong. I know I am wrong. But loved the triple threat match. Yeah, no, triple threat match is great. Loved the triple threat match. I just I think a good one on one match will always be better than a great triple threat. Just like I know I hard to do. But this was this triple H was different. This triple H was this, different. This triple threat was different. <laughs> yeah. This triple H. Mm, I said it again. This triple threat match was a little different. It was booked a little differently than other triple threat matches that happened in these promotions. It was, yeah. Uh, Keith Lee's a fucking tank. A fucking tank. That's an incredible athlete. Uh, Dijak is a big fucking dude, and Roddy let Roddy got them there. You know what I'm saying? It was uh, Roddy almost died in the match. Uh, there's some great stuff. Keith Lee's somersault plancha was pretty fantastic. Uh, trying to figure out what else happened on the show. What else? What do you think? So we had the opener was Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. We had the Forgotten Sons taking on Brizango and Swerve. Oh yes, I enjoyed that. I Swerve. They, I enjoyed Swerve a lot. We had Garza and Gallagher. That's a weird match to put on the show. Well, you needed needed need to build up challenges for Leo Rush. True. Uh, we had the Horsewoman against Team Kick. Oh, which was good. And they're listening to our podcast. Cause what did we say last week, Tony? We literally booked we literally booked Team Kick against the Kabuki Warriors, and now it's actually happening in real life. So someone's been paying attention. So anything you disliked about NXT? No. Perfect was, show in your eyes. Not a perfect show, but I just there's nothing that, that got me fired up enough. Uh, what did Rhea Lippery do? Something about her pissed me off, and I forget what it was. I don't know what I mean. She won. She beat yeah. Bianca Belair. Would that piss you she's off? She's extremely, extremely talented. Yeah, and uh, she's gonna get that belt sooner or later. So let's talk about what everybody's talking about, huh? Uh, I thought I was gonna get into what I oh. liked and what I didn't like. You didn't go yet. I'm sorry. I, I go didn't ahead. go yet. I'm pretty sure that last thing will be on both of our like lists, so we can just save that. I really like the opener, um, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, probably two of the more talented women on the NXT roster. For dairy, for very different reasons. Tell you what, this is probably the most interested I've ever been in the NXT women's division. Um, we got a lot of names in the mix. After the match, both EO and Candice came out, and it looks like we may even have a five-way with Rhea, Bianca, EO, Candice, and Shayna, because all four of those women seem to want a title shot. I guess you could kind of eliminate Bianca from contention because she just lost. So maybe it'd be a four-way with Rhea, Io, Candice, and Well, do Shana. you think Bianca comes up and joins Tez? I don't think so. No? I, Not yet. She's still, like, she's she's good, but she's still green. She still has stuff to learn. Still young? Yeah. And granted, Tez is green too, but he has the he has the benefit of being in a tag team, so a lot of his weaknesses can be hidden. And I'm not saying she doesn't have charisma, but he's... Well, no, nah, he he's in it. yeah, he's he's on a different level. Unlike you, I liked Riddle versus Grimes. This was the best match on either show. I will stand by that. As great as the Triple Threat was, um, we were talking about this on Friday a little bit off air when I came over to watch SmackDown. Um, the little things in wrestling just make me so happy. Like when Matt Riddle's just like fist pumping fans and like Tyler Bates randomly there. He's like, "Hey, Tyler Bates," and he gives him a fist bump too. And then of course at the end of the match when. Tyler Bate wants to shake Cameron Grimes' hand, and Cameron Grimes refuses. He turns around, and he gets his fucking little hat, which I love. He puts it on his head, and Tyler Bate does, like, the fake with the right, hit with the left, and the hat goes flying. 
That was good shit, pal. The hat, that hat came off comically. Oh, yeah. It's, the hat itself is just comically. It was like a Luxo Marx uh, bit. All right, so now you're just completely ripping off Cornette, which is great. No, that's, I'm not. You literally use the exact fucking actor they reference every week. No, they left, they left. They reference Harpo Marx. Stop it. You've never seen a Marx Brothers film? No. I, I, can't, I can't watch movies and reference proper things? Not, not, not the movies they reference. Why not? Because seen, it's just a fucking straight ripoff. You see, how you many movies go, have you seen? You want to go in that fucking room right there and see my Marx Brothers collection? Well, have you not seen any other comedies you could have compared it to? So it could be it's fucking unique. It's the first unique. thing that came to mind. How many, how many slapstick comedies do you see? Here, I, I got one for you. It's like in fucking uh, The Naked Gun two and a half. You're fired up. I love it. Whereas where he rips the fucking... Uh, you're spitting in my face. I'm so sorry. You got, me, you got me pissed off. I don't off know why now. you're so pissed you're off. You're accusing me of being a fraud. But... You're a coward and a fucking stooge. Not a fraud. I'm okay. I didn't say you're a fraud. I said you're a coward and it's a stooge. Like, it's like in The Naked Gun when he rips the fucking umpire mask off. What fucking podcast listened to you listen this week that I'm ripping off now? I don't know. Right, none. Well, why don't you go with that in the first place? Because it's more like if the other reference right, I've used. All right, bud, stop, stop yelling. All right, you give me a headache. It's too late in the night for this shit. God damn it! But that hat came off pretty comically. Yeah, it did. It was funny. <laughs> it, it, was very it, funny. it popped right off. All right, so the main event. Um, it was a triple threat match. It was great. I don't know what else to say about it. I love. I love that. It was. I love that Roddy played the role of the annoying little fly that was getting between the fucking two giants trying to have a, a fight. Like Roddy, like Roddy was like your little brother when you're trying to like box your friend. Like your little brother's like, no, nah, I want to be involved. I want to be involved. And they had that Tower of Doom spot, which could have ended very poorly. Um, Keith Lee is a very strong man. Uh, he saved. He saved everybody's life because he almost died too. He almost ate shit out of the ring. Um, he did one of the most impressive things subtly I've ever seen in a wrestling match. It's when Dijak went to uh, cannonball onto him, and he caught him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Caught the fucking guy. Yeah. And he did not touch the ground at all. Yeah, that was impressive. Extremely. So I know last week I said I hated the finish of Dijak and Keith Lee one-on-one because it meant we had to see them wrestle each other again. Well, I'm a fool because this is awesome. Um, they can wrestle forever, in my opinion. And then, of course, the ending, Roderick Strong gets the win, but that's not where the story ends. They're putting the boots. They're putting the boots to both guys, and then Tommaso Ciampa comes out. But they're like, "Hey, it's still four on one, pal." But then Johnny Gargano comes out, and they're like, "Hey, it's still four on one and a half, pal." <laughs> and then Finn Balor comes out, and now all of a sudden, like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" But then Finn Balor hits the most, and I mean, the most fucking picture perfect Pele kick I've ever it seen was, in my life. It it was. One of the most athletic moves I've ever seen. I've watched, as he's taking a fucking jacket off, nonetheless. Like, I've watched the gif of that so many times. I'm just like, how the fuck did he do that so smoothly? Um, then, of course, Gargano rolls out to the ring. And then the one thing I did not like about this segment happens. Gargano's against the barricade. Balor hits the shotgun dropkick into the barricade. But for some reason, they decided to put plants there. And, like, they all went flying. And I just thought it was kind of hokey. My father was very confused. Well... Dave is the target audience for the show, so. Uh, but yeah, that was that, it. Was a little hokey. But, but once again, that's a, that's a minor little nitpick. Um, I just think if he would have went flying into the barricade without the fucking plants there, it would have been better. And then he gave him Bloody Sunday on the stage, which looked like they killed him. It was a hell of a missile drop kick, too. Yeah. Oh yeah, the shotgun drop kick was 
ridiculous. And, yeah, he looks like he murdered him. And then after that, the Undisputed Era flashed the Undisputed Era hand signed at him, but he did not flash it back. He did the Bullet Club gun deal. And so now we're kind of at a crossroads. We don't know if Finn Balor's a heel, if Finn Balor just hates Johnny Gargano. Well, I think he's pretty clear he's a heel. You want to know why? Why? Because as we watched WWE backstage the next on Friday, he said the Prince is back, and the Prince was never a babyface, so he's a heel. Well, maybe he's talking about the Rev Pro of Prince. You're right. Maybe he is. I mean, I think he's a heel, too. I'm just, you know, I'm not making assumptions. But is, he, until... is, his, is he joining Undisputed Era is the question. Or no, is he bringing his own fucking I don't think guys? I don't think the OC is coming down, if that's what you're insane. I didn't say the OC. I, I know, but that's what a lot of people, I think that's where a lot of people instantly went. Yeah, because that's just the connection you can make. It's a, but it's a dream match. It's a connection you can make. But I think you throw a couple guys in with him loose, and they're already, they're, they're made. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know he's another, fucking great. another theory people had was this would be the way they turn Adam Cole baby face and they'd, you know, they'd basically kink, kick him out of Undisputed Era yeah, and Finn Balor would be the leader of Undisputed Era. Because I think five men in the group would be too much, so I don't think Finn is just, I don't think Finn's joining anyway, but I think if Finn were to join, five people would be a little much, so they'd have to. Oh, yeah, there'd be some kind of thing. And Cole would be the guy that could go out on his own and be fine. Oh, yeah, Adam Cole's a future superstar. And, like, Finn would obviously become the leader of the group, and Adam Cole shouldn't be the number two in any group right now. No, he's on fire. He's been on a complete, absolute fire for the better part of two years now. So, with all that being said, give me your MVP from AEW, your MVP from NXT, your overall MVP from both shows, and who you thought had the better show for week four. I hate to say this, uh, Cody was my MVP from AEW. That everything with him and Jericho was fantastic. The best segment on the show. My MVP from NXT is one Fergal Devitt, uh, Finn Balor, because my personal opinion, that kick and the beatdown that followed after was better than anything. Was but the best thing on either show. Yeah, if I that could makes probably. Sense. I could probably agree with that. Yeah, it was just so well done. Uh, so that's why I got to give the NXT the nod this week. More consistently a good show uh, beginning in the two hours till the end. And then if you had to pick an overall MVP, who would it be? Ben Bauer. Okay. So I'm going to give my AEW MVP to Scorpio Sky for all the reasons I mentioned in the tag match. I thought they're doing a great job making him a superstar. So much so that I'm going on record the Lucha Brothers were my original pick to win the tournament. And they're in the finals. It's not like I'm wrong yet. But I am changing my pick to SCU because I really think they're trying to make Scorpio Sky a fucking superstar. It's looking that way. My NXT MVP is Keith Lee just for saving Roderick Strong and Dijakovic's life. And then Finn Balor has to be my overall MVP um, for all the reasons you mentioned. And it's just like... I think people have want, been waiting for him to turn heel for so long. Like, I love smiley, you know, Finn Balor, wacky abs, baby face. But this was a much-needed change. Uh, if you and ever, the, everybody was expecting, not expecting it, everybody wanted it to happen forever, and then it got legit heat when it did happen. Uh, if you've ever seen any of his New Japan promos, you know his heel promos could, could be very good. He seems much more confident cutting promos as a heel than a baby face. Yeah, because he can say whatever the fuck he wants. And I think maybe we even get some more 
dark demon designs out of it, which would be nice. What about the Banshees, Adam? What about the Banshees? Um, and I have to give NXT the nod for a better show this week. Um, so right now you are you are uh, I'm two at, one and one right two one and one no contest because you wouldn't let me vote. Right now I'm on two two. No, you decided not to vote. I would let you vote. Well, then I vote AEW last week. Fuck you. No, you don't. Okay, and then but I guess I'm at two and two right now. AEW won the first two weeks and NXT won the last two. All right, so I guess we should just talk viewership real quick. Um, quite frankly, the viewership for both shows is bad. AEW dropped under a million nine hundred sixty-three thousand viewers, and NXT plummeted to a number of six hundred ninety-eight thousand viewers. It should be noted that they were up against um, NBA's opening night on ESPN and the World Series. That's probably the stiffest sports competition they will face until the NBA playoffs again in April. That's going to be interesting because I know um, during the regular season, Turner has games on Thursdays and Tuesdays and sometimes Mondays towards the end of the season. But once the playoff schedule comes out, there's usually games on TNT like all the time. Uh, yeah. So that's going to be an interesting little deal to see what oh. happens. When that... well, luckily, they have TBS of the, to put one of them. Or True TV. Or True TV. Because that's where they put it last time that they thought there was going to be a conflict. Yeah, the, so, turn, the Turner broad the Turner Broadcasting Syndicate does have a pretty much Yeah, I mean I'm not wide reach. I'm I'm not saying that they'd be in trouble. It's just it'd be interesting to see if they try to like not schedule playoff games on TNT on Wednesdays or if they just move AEW. Which moving AEW is probably what would happen. Yeah, probably. I mean, NBA is still king on that network. Yep, probably the most watched thing by a lot. Oh, by a land, by a landslide. I mean, AEW is the number two most watched thing, and it's doing just over a million every week. So that tells you that network doesn't have much going for it besides the NBA and AEW. Yep. So, any final thoughts on NXT, AEW, and all that fun stuff? I'm really looking forward to this Wednesday. So hopefully, Finn Balor can uh, respond to his actions, and I can't wait. So up next, we will talk about Crown Jewel. Um, yeah. Unfortunate that they're still holding these shows, but Drake once said, it is what it is. Yep. And the money, they have to for that money. They don't have to, but would you turn on that money? Uh, if I had as much money as they did, maybe. But if, like, me, current me, hell no. Yeah, I'd go over and put on a little song and dance show for the Saudis if they pay me that amount of money. Of course you would. So I hate to admit it, but I'm actually kind of curious about this show because the Saudi Arabia shows are usually non-canon in in WWE. So like once they happen, it doesn't really matter the next night. Non-canon but, is the right word, and I'm, I'm proud of you for saying that. Well, for fuck, you think I'm an idiot? How do you want me to answer that? Honestly? No, I don't. Okay. Um, but there's some stuff on this show that I don't see. It kind of has to be canon. Yeah, it kind of has to be canon. So let's start. We have a 20-man battle royal, the winner facing AJ Styles for the United States Championship. And I don't even have a list of participants. So who do you think's going to win this 20-man battle royal? Uh, see, Kevin Owens would be the logical choice, but I don't know if he's going over because he didn't make the trip in June because of, obviously, the reasons that he supported his friend his, Sammy. His father-in-law also died. This week. So he might be dealing with that still. Yeah, so I think, so for a variety of those reasons, I'm not sure if he'll be in it. So 
I'm just gonna pick Kevin Owens just because I don't. We don't have a list of participants. I really don't know who to pick. I'm gonna pick Kalisto. Well, he's already in another match, bud. Oh, uh... well, he might be, because it's Lindsay Dorado, Grand Metalik, and/or Kalisto. Eric Rowan. Okay, you know that's not. Well, they're both heels, but other than that, it's not an awful pick. I could have went with Cedric. Said I feel like Cedric's kind of a safe pick. I feel like we saw Cedric and AJ. I don't know yeah, but it's the Saudi show. You know what I mean? That's true. So. AJ Styles versus the winner of the Battle Royal. Who AJ you got? Styles. Same. Okay, Mansoor taking on Cesaro. Mansoor. Great Hometown. A- great insight. I'm also taking Mansoor. Um, I know a lot of people will be upset that Cesaro is going to be taking another L. But if a tree falls in a forest and no one's around, did it really fall? No, it didn't. So, Mansoor will win. And Cesaro, I don't want to say Cesaro will be fine because Cesaro's not fine now. But I think he'll be buried. Yeah, I know. I could, I could see. I know you're being sarcastic, but people probably think you're serious. No, he won't be buried. I'm saying everybody thinks losing is buried anymore, so I think he'll be buried. I mean, it's not like Cesaro's the the has the best track record of. No, because he he has zero charisma. Might be less than zero charisma. <laughs> and you know it, so it's just. They say there, there's always that one missing piece about him. That's why he never made it anywhere outside of singles. So you don't think he'd, you don't think he'd have any success in AEW? No. Just really? No, I don't. That's interesting. I just think calling a spade a spade. Uh, he's not very good at anything else that's not wrestling. So this might be a dumb question, considering what Ring of Honor literally was. But why do you think he's so successful in Ring of Honor? Because he had a tag team partner. So. Uh, who who is who gets the wrestling business maybe more than anybody in the business today? He had some single success. I feel like you're shortchanging him. Uh, he, was, he they were great. They were great together. But <laughs> you know, I just the shade. I, I love it. I just think I know I love the guy, but like yeah, you're fooling me. He but you can't admit like the non wrestling parts of wrestling. He's not that good at. Maybe yeah. maybe even the minority, but I feel like. When he was Cesaro with a tearaway suit, Granny still couldn't cut a great promo, but I feel like he had a different sense of charisma. There was something there. So I feel like you saying he has he can't do anything good besides wrestle is kind of insulting. Yeah, my opinion. I can have it. You're entitled to it. You're right. All right, nine team tag team turmoil match to determine the best tag team in the world and win the WWE World Cup. <laughs> we have the New Day, Biggie and Kofi Kingston versus the Viking Raiders, Eric and Ivar versus Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker versus the Lucha House Party, Lince Dorado, Grand Metalik, andor Kalisto versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus the Revival, Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder versus the OC. That's very disturbing. Versus the OC, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Versus Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. Versus the B-team, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Who you got and why? The B-team. Because it does, this match doesn't matter and people love the B-team. The Viking Raiders because they're pushing them as monsters and they will run through all eight of these teams. I hope they do. I can tell you're so into this show. I mean, it's, it's, it's a show. And it's, I, no, I it's a show. All right, 10-man tag team match. Team Flair, Randy Orton, King Corbin, Bobby Lashley, and Shinsuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre with Ric Flair. Versus Team Hogan, Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, and Ali with Hulk Hogan. Can I see state the fact that the segment they had on last Friday SmackDown oh, was, great. was fucking hysterical? It was the best part about that show. The only good part about that show, really. Yeah, that show was pretty bad. But... You know what? This one's I'm interested to see. I like everybody in it. So they'll pull some stuff out. 
Who do you think got? is sole survivor? Is it? I don't think it's elimination. Oh, is it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. I have Team Hogan. I I think Team Hogan's gonna win too. And and if it is elimination, I'll say I'll say Ricochet. I don't know. I don't even know if it's elimination though. If it is if it is elimination, I'm going a Shorty G. I could see that too. All right, we're flying through this. We only have three more matches to go. Um, Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury. Tyson, uh, no, Braun's huge over there. There's no way the undefeated boxer loses their wrestler. You're true. True. No, you're true. Tyson Fury. <laughs> I'm true. Good to know. You're true. Good to know that I'm true. I'm also going Tyson Fury. Um, are they, are they like going to wear gloves and it's going to be a boxing match? What's no, it's, it's going to be, like, be a wrestling match. But Can he wrestle? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. I can, yeah, I guess, there's a, I guess that's part of the draw to make you tune in. It's like, can this guy wrestle? He's been at the Performance Center like every day for the past month, so he's trying. Good for him. So, <laughs> Seth Rollins versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a Falls Count Anywhere match for the Universal Championship that cannot be stopped for any reason. Seth? Which I feel like they're trying to set something up because yeah, the- literally, if they're saying the match cannot be stopped for any reason, that includes a pinfall. <laughs> So I don't know if they're just, like, I don't know what they're trying to do or if they're, like, I don't know. Like, The Fiend can't win this title, right? I mean. And then he's dead. I don't know. I don't know why they even booked the match. They love booking themselves in the corners. Yep, it's one of their favorite things to do. Yeah, Seth Rollins has to come out with this title somehow. But you know what my weirdly big surprise is here? What? He doesn't wrestle as The Fiend. I mean, that would be one way to get out of it, I guess. I think that's the only way you can get out of it. Or the match just never starts, and like they just beat the hell out of each other, but their bell never rings. That's true. I think there's going to be something fuckish going on. There has to be. There fucking has to be. And I mean, thrilled to see what it's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, to say the least. And then finally, the main event, Brock Lesnar defending his WWE Championship against Cain Velasquez. And I lied. The best segment on SmackDown was Rey Mysterio being launched into a wall. That's not even the best segment involving that. When, when Kane randomly popped up and started screaming in Spanish, was hysterical, too. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying, but I love the intensity. But, dude, I watched Ray get thrown at that wall at, no lie, probably 55 times. Better better toss. Kevin, Kevin oh, Nash Brock, Brock. Brock. Brock did throw him with some force. Just because Ray jumped into his arms. Ray leaped. And Ray has a bad arm, too. So he, I don't know what his plan was. Like, you thought Kofi was dumb for jumping into F5. Ray jumped into F5 with an arm in a sling. Like, I don't know what his plan was. But, dude, the thud that he made off that wall, like, it was, it was excellent. Oh, it was a fantastic sound. And just the fact that Brock found an empty trash can somewhere and said, hey, let me take this and go beat up fucking Kane Velasquez. He came out of nowhere. Oh, it was great. I guess the do- he gave the doctor that space he was looking for. The doctor kept saying he needed some space. Yeah. Sorry about that. Or copying from Cornette. Gotta love it. That was not copying. I showed you something in the halftime. In the halftime? In the intermission. See, this is why we switched to Monday mornings because you are you are you are dead right now. I'm not dead. You're I'm you're pretty close. drained. Yeah, I mean, I did watch a lot of Criminal Minds takes up at five thirty in the morning. Because yeah, you're f- fucking stupid. It's just my, it's my body cycle. I mean, I have a weird body cycle too, so I can't say shit. But mine's not by choice. It's fucking. No, mine's not by choice either. But you don't have any bad habits that would lead you to being... I have several bad habits. Well, that would lead you to being up at fucking that hour of the day. I, uh... But no, it's just my Gambling time your away. money away, well, it doesn't make you wake up earlier. 
it's the time to wake up for Although, work. it might make you wake up earlier, except to check and make sure you didn't fucking put your house on the line. I might have. But I, uh... It's not your name anyway. No, it isn't. That's not my house. Not my name. But I just, that's the time I get up for work, and it's the time I just get up. My body wakes up. So, how about you wake up and tell me he's going to win between Brock Lesnar and Kane Velasquez? Lesnar. Of course, because Kane needs some, uh... Kane needs some surgery, apparently. So, Kane will be back, apparently signed a multi-year deal, so Brock Lesnar, Kane gets some offense in, and then Lesnar's the F5, one, two, three. I'm going to go in a different direction. I'm going to say Kane Velasquez by DQ. Kane's got him beat, but then Brock, like, fucking beams him in the knee with a chair or something, then fucking just keeps working over the knee, and then Kane takes some time off, comes back with a vengeance, and the rest is history. Yep, I mean, those last three matches have me interested in the show. The other so, one, no. scale of one to ten. Zero. <laughs> I had to ask. Actually, two. I want to see the Tyson Fury fight. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm not, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm you're, not anticipating this, but I'm, you know, I'm like, ah, let's see what fucking Fury You're not do. thrilled, but you're curious. Yeah, it's like, I'm not, like, if you told me, like, if for some reason you were in charge of my life and said, you can't watch this show, I'm not going to, like, throw a hissy fit. I'd be like, whatever. But at the same time, you have the opportunity. I'm going to go check out that Tyson Fury match just because. And the Fiend. I want to see how they get out of this Fiend situation and how pissed people are going to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there really is no way out of it. And also, dude, a nine-team tag team turmoil. It's going to be so ridiculous. And that ramp, be, that ramp be, is going to be so long and they're going to have to run down. It, it will not be nearly as funny as a Battle Royal. Not the Battle Royal. Or the Royal Rumble, just because of some of the people in the Royal Rumble. Like, fucking Baba Tunde has never been seen since. Hiroki <laughs> Sumi. There are some weird people in that Hiroki Battle Hiroki Sumi was the guy from, uh, the, the rep- represent, uh, rep- replaced Yoko, right? Well, yeah, because they, that's a whole other story. Saudis wanted Yoko, and Yoko's been dead for a very long time. But you know what's not dead? Pro-Am belts, they're very much alive and well, and that's because of the great support that you give them. If you want a custom belt, for whatever the occasion may be, go to proambelts.com and use promo code TBT15OFF. They'll save you 15% off your order, and they have a custom championship belt for whatever the occasion may be. Um, maybe someone set your Firefly Funhouse on fire and you want to celebrate, get a championship belt. Um, maybe you want a holiday baking championship, get a championship belt. Maybe you're a master gingerbread house maker. Get a, get a championship belt. Maybe you make the best eggnog this side of Mississippi. <laughs> this side of do they make good eggnog in the West Coast? Like is that? I don't know. I've I don't never know been either. to the West Coast, so West Coast, best coast. I know you were gonna say that. In and Out Burger, baby. I do want to try In and Out Burger. Let's get it. Can't rival Five Guys fries though. Like the, just the fries. The fries. I don't. I can't. Five Guys makes a good burger, but I've heard In and Out was better. So I've also heard In and Out is was for people who had both, but. Yes, Pro-Am belts, use TBT15 off to get a belt. They made us the Turnbuckle Topics Championship. It is our 10 pounds of gold. This thing is heavy with a nice snakeskin back. And one of the heaviest gold plates I've ever touched on. Uh, yes, one of the heaviest gold plates I've ever touched on a title. That thing is heavy. It's beautiful. Personalized work for whatever you need. You'll get it quicker than you can. Available for all price ranges. Use promo code TBT15 off for 50% off your title. And speaking of sponsors, we are also happy to publicly announce, I hope we get at least publicly announced at this point. If not, sorry, Ron, because we're, we're doing it. 
Um, we have extended our partnership with Manscaped. Um, very happy about that. And they have a great line of products. I used to plow this morning. You do like you have a freshly shaven face. I do. It's shorn. See, I can't shave my face, and I look like I'm 12. I though I did use I did use the uh, the travel body wash. Yeah, and it makes you smell wonderful. Can't wait two weeks and going to Pittsburgh. I have the. I'll, I can't explain how great this. I have the shed. I have the shed travel bag loaded with all my manscaped goods. I'm running low on ball wipes though, so I'm gonna have to replenish. I'm gonna order more because I yeah. have some as well. Um, yeah, some manscaped people hook us up with some more ball wipes. So, they're unbelievable. They are the best things ever. And the ball deodorant is fantastic. Ball deodorant is fantastic because... It's nice and uh, refreshing for your for your sack. <laughs> you, but the main thing... The holidays are coming. You want to have a good smelling sack. The main thing that gets these guys going is you don't want to use the same razor on your face as you use on your ta- in, on your nut sack. So... We've all been in that situation. It's yeah, awkward and it's We've no used good. it and we know if you... You've used it. If you say you have it, we know you're fucking And rinsing lying. it off does not make it no, better. No, it does not. No. It does not. So I just, I just hopefully you've done your face before you nuts, but that's not a problem anymore because Manscaped has the plow for your face that gets you the closest shave I've ever had, and that's objective. That is not because they are a sponsor. It is the closest shave I've ever had in my life, and it continues every time, and it comes with replaceable blades. Now, for... You're downstairs. They have the Lawnmower 2.0, which is the most comfortable, most effective trimmer on the market. With two interchangeable heads. Two interchangeable heads. To give the area near your head the type of shave that you want. You shave shaft? Not, I don't know, not, not with every shave, but, you know, every every once in a while it gets a little... Once in a while you need it. It's a, a forest down there at times. But so tell, like me, gotta, tell them how you can get them some discounts. So what you're going to want to do is you want to go to www manscaped.com and you want to use our promo code turnbuckle which will give you 20% off and free shipping and we know shipping is a bitch in this day and age you look at something online it's 15 bucks but then you go to the checkout and you see 6.99 shipping and handling what kind of bullshit is that our code will get you 20% off and free shipping on all of the fine products on manscaped.com like i said i recommend the ball wipes you recommend the ball deodorant and the lawnmower 2.0 electric shaver for down there the plow for the face and a few of our listeners were uh, talking to me when and they were asking me they're like hey like are you just saying these things about manscape because they're your sponsor or do you truly believe this and like i'm telling you people we will never have a sponsor unless we really like their products like, yep they, 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 they got to be for us yeah like we we will we will be a corporate shill but we won't be a corporate shill for shit products as you've heard many times in the show i'm a stooge and i'll be a stooge but Manscaped is one of the best products they ever had. They really got something over there, and they will continue to make people happy. So once again, that's code TURNBUCKLE for 20% off your Manscaped.com order. So when we come back, we will give our plugs to everyone else in the network, and we'll get out of your hair. Do you have a fact this week or no? No, no facts, facts this week. I will gather one for next week. Face the facts, Kurt Hawkins. There you go, and we will be right back. Remember, for any of your wrestling needs, there's only five people you need to come to, correct? Yeah, Absolutely. Six people. Well, five Twitter accounts. Five Twitter we're, accounts. We're one. Six we're, people. We're, we are one. We are one, like the Nexus. We are one together. We are at Champions Pod. You have at Cuda underscore Junior. That's Gil Cuda Junior, who has on CBS Sports Baltimore a radio show, which in the last two weeks he uh, interviewed Izzy and PCO, which was a fantastic interview. Was. Both both great listens. 
and Gil knows what he's doing. He's on live in Baltimore every Monday at 6, but then his podcast is up shortly. Glad to have him with us. Of course, we're every Tuesday at noon. We are at Champions Pod, the two sexiest men in all of wrestling. I like here. You you didn't know what we were. I know. I just tried to add another adjective. And there was nothing. I'm trying, right trying to figure. Out, I was feeling around to see if I had tits. Maybe I turned into a woman. But and then on, on Wednesday we have the Bearded Wrestling Podcast with the rootinest, tootinest Impact Man in the West, Chris Panero, Daddy Stack, as I like to call him, and he's at Chris Bearded, at Bearded Chris P on Twitter. And then on Thursday, the Podfather himself at Ron underscore Musto underscore Junior and at Lindsbianis. Give you the rundown, which is a culmination of all wrestling stories of the week. And remember to follow our whole network, uh, the Turnbuckle Topics Network, at TT underscore for you. That's TT underscore the number for you. Now when we get out of your hair, we hope you enjoyed your stay with us, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Peace. And then next week, we will go over Crown Jewel, if we both watch it. Um, I'll be watching it, so. And then we'll figure something out. I don't know. We... If you know us by now, we always figure something out. So see you next week. Peace.